0: Why is it so much easier to shut down and not talk about what is bothering us? Yet at the same time, it feels like our hearts are breaking each time we do this. This is a common practice among empaths. It could stem from important people in our lives telling us to get over it, or to grow thicker skin, or shame us into never talking about something serious that occurred, out of fear of what others would think. It is time to bring light into the subject and liberate ourselves to fully expressing who we are and what we're feeling. If you can say that you have this tendency or know someone who does, we will be addressing it in today's episode of the whole wellness method show. Let's take a deep breath and dive into it. I'm Lida Sportel, licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner, and I'm here to share with you mind, body, spirit, inspirations, practical steps, and life-changing tools to help you break free, so you don't have to spend the amount of time, money, and effort that I did to save my own life and to create the life that I always dreamed of. It was a couple decades ago that the doctors told me I had three to six months to live. And yes, it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible. I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place.
1: Let's get started why do I have a tendency to shut down and not talk about the things that are bothering me? Now, there was more to this question. I just kind of kept it pretty short um, for the sake of of everything. everything. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, and I love that question. I get it a lot. Why do I have a tendency to shut down and not talk about the things that are bothering me? And I actually do have the longer version that might give people some context And it might help us answer it a bit more because there could be many reasons why each person shuts down and doesn't talk about the things that are bothering them. This particular uh, beautiful lady is, she's saying, when I was younger, I was bullied a lot. And when I did tell an adult, nothing was done. I want to come back to just that. Um, So I just figured no one wanted to, To listen to me or my pain, I even stopped talking for two years because of it. Now that I'm an adult, I still feel that way. My husband gets frustrated because if we get into an argument, I shut down because when I try to express how I'm feeling, I feel as though I'm not heard. How, if there's a way, can I fix that? Such a powerful question, and, and we thank you for this beautiful, vulnerable, open. Question and I read the whole thing because it does help us see why we shut down. So to me, in my psychotherapy mind and the trauma work that I've done with clients, what was standing out for me is the when I didn't tell an adult about the bullying, nothing was done. So the nothing was done. uh, We know in research the big. Names that are researching trauma, Dane Siegel, and a lot of different uh, individuals like that, they know that the trauma isn't so much caused by the event necessarily of being bullied in this example. The trauma really settles in because of the nothing was done. Because that's the sense of I'm not being seen, I don't matter. My experience with bullying is really not validated i don't have a support system to go to to protect me therefore the world isn't safe therefore i'm all alone it can trickle down into many different areas that that neglect piece when it comes to our emotions and our experiences is really more traumatic than big traumatic experiences and we've seen that in research when they followed individuals who've had say sexual abuse and they both had similar sexual abuse experiences one told their mom for example and mom was like you're crazy your uncle would never do this please don't talk to anyone about this this is embarrassing our family and then the other individual told their mom and their mom hugged them loved them cried with them took all the things that the measures that they needed to take so that they feel validated and loved. The trajectory that each of those individuals will have is quite different. Meaning, they have more resilience. Their threshold for stress and anxiety is different. They're able to see the world differently. They don't end up in such dysfunctional relationships. On and on and on. Many different things that we we notice. So it wasn't the event as much. It was the after the fact. So. I'm not saying here, obviously, I I took it to a level of big, severe trauma, but this could have been traumatic. Being bullied can be one of the ways we experience quite a bit of trauma. And trauma, what it does to our bodies and our nervous system is it tells us to shut down, especially when we experience that in a young age. It tells us to freeze. So we have fight, flight, freeze response. Fighting the bully isn't possible. Fleeing the bully isn't possible, right? Because you were bullied. The, it happened. You couldn't flee. Freezing, shutting down, is the only available response for a child. If mom or dad or whoever caretaker isn't there to allow for a different response other than fight or flight or freeze, we get stuck in freeze. So freeze response could show up as emotional shutdown, which is it's no safe for me. To express my feelings. So, with my husband, that I want to tell him how I'm feeling, but I feel I'm not hurt, I shut down. Why? Because that feels safe. And because I don't want to fight him in the argument, he's probably going to win. So, why fight? I don't want to flee. Or if I flee, how long can I flee? He's my husband. I'll just shut down. Never mind. It's easier. It's safer. I've done it all my life. I'll just won't express myself. Just don't worry. Just, I just, I would just not express myself until it gets to a point where it's like, ah, oh, is there something I can do? And we'll talk about what to do. But I wanna hear what, what's percolating for you? What's what you're thinking?
1: I was just uh, kind of reflecting upon my own journey in this. I have employed those same tactics in my life. I didn't recognize it. It took me a really long time to recognize. How avoidant I was of expressing myself and feeling safe in expressing myself. It actually took help, help from you, Lita, and recognizing and like pinpointing those old traumas that I really had no idea the two were attached. I had no idea that they correlated with one another, but it took an outside perspective Mm -hmm. to help me. And it's like while the answers came up, I needed the validation that I wasn't just being too sensitive or holding on to old hurts when people Mm -hmm. tell you, Oh, just let it go. Let it go. And it's like, I I can't let it go. I don't know how to, I don't know how to let it go. Sure. I'd love to. How do I do that? Which, um, with great work that we've done together, I've been able to overcome many of those things and my avoidancy habits they're, they're not there anymore. They've gone. And it was pretty easy how they left. Um, I mean, it took work to get there. But once I figured it out, once I figured out the formula, once I had your help, I was able to get past them rather quickly. And now I'm able to even better recognize when other things come up. And I can yeah. say, oh, what does that link to? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. That was me talking to my heart right there. <laughs> <laughs> And then I can practice what I learned in, in clearing trauma. Yes. So yes, I've definitely been there. I've been that avoidant person who didn't think they had the right to be heard, the right yes. to express emotions, um, to feel, to feel as though they've been rejected or hurt and that I should just get over it. It doesn't work. You can't just get over it.
0: And, um... Oh, so good. <laughs> and thank you for sharing about you and your journey and um i so appreciate you and all the the commitment to this work that you've had and it is time for the freebie for today's episode and oh my goodness this is a good one so if you download today's freebie you are getting a chart for identifying the self-talk that tells you to shut down You're getting a journaling exercise to address the self-talk and reframe it. And you're getting affirmations to support you when you're feeling like shutting down. It is a good one. I use it and it is really powerful. So I hope you go and download it. Just go to the show notes, find the link for the freebie for today's episode. And then it is yours. You can print it. You can save it on your computer or any of your devices. And it's going to be a good one. Let's get back to the episode now. It doesn't have to be a long years of therapy. And that's coming to you guys from a psychotherapist that I've worked with clients for five years on the same issue. Because I didn't at the time that I was practicing, I didn't know there were other ways. And I was following the very traditional psychotherapy model that has some limitations. So I I just want to I don't want to say anything negative about it because it's I I use a lot of the psychotherapy and psychology techniques but doesn't have to be this long many years of working on my trauma it doesn't have to be that it could be done faster in quantum
1: <laughs> quantum
0: <laughs> time uh and the healing can happen a lot faster when we use modalities that that support us and when we use the understanding of how energy really works and how trauma really works as energy that has been um, in the nervous system. When we can understand the nervous system, the vagus nerve, which is a conversation that we'll have at a different time, things can happen a lot faster.
1: I felt like they really did actually. I mean, if we we could probably just count it on two of our hands, how quickly that happened mm-hmm. um, in my work with you. And I had, those had been long standing things yep. I'm into my thirties. Those things have been around a long time. And I really thought maybe it's just something you had to live with. I had to live with. Mm-hmm. And um, it- I didn't think it had a bearing on how I was showing up in the world. You know, oh, who cares that happened? There's so many worse things that happen to people all the time, but there's really no degree of severity when it comes to feeling your feelings. Like you feel how you feel and it's not based on somebody else's experience and how bad it is for them or good it's how you're feeling and honoring that and um yeah I'm so happy (laughs) that we were able to do that work together otherwise um I probably wouldn't be here right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm an empath having the support of another empath I think was actually really
0: Mm -hmm.
1: one of the biggest um you know, gold stars on that chart of, you know, <laughs> success in this is that I'm talking to somebody who understands the empath process
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the internalization process of an empath, I think is highly, highly needed
0: yes. when you're
1: overcoming these things.
0: Thank you. And you're making so many good points. The part of us that's like, oh, I just have to live with that. So what? Other people live with worse things, other people have lost. You know, like their parents have been in the Holocaust, they've been in, you know, wars, they've, they've been in accident. Like we, we make these rationalizations, yet each one of us have had experiences that we, they're big for us. And it is okay to acknowledge that, to speak about that to people who can understand. And while we do say go within and, and heal yourself, at the same time, we need help. I could not have gotten to where I am just by going within. In one ideal world, we just go straight to source, straight to the universe, and all the healing happens. But we need each other.
1: It's true. You can't solve a math problem without a formula, (laughs) right? You have to know how to work the the math problem in order to get to that answer. yeah someone has to show you that formula
0: (laughs) yeah and having a mentor and having the formula and having the steps is important so we want to keep having these conversations we want to invite people in in the things we have coming up uh we're going to put links below we're going to support people in whatever way is doable one thing i want to say is in the how can i fix that i really want to address that before we move on to the last question for the day in that shutting down that she's experiencing when she is about to express her feelings, when she's about to stand her ground, when she's about to speak up, how can I fix that? The question how can I fix that is almost the tricky part of it is that we don't need to fix it. Because when we approach this as I need to fix it, it means there's something wrong with me. So if the first premise can be, there's nothing wrong with you, you're just observing a behavior of shutting down that could be linked to the bullying that happened and the trauma and everything that we've been talking about. And there's nothing wrong with you. It's a behavior of shutting down that has protected you for years upon years. I don't know how old you are now, but it's been protecting you. It's been serving you and you can thank it you can say thank you shutting down i see you shutting down and where do i want to go next do i want to keep shutting down yeah okay i'll keep shutting down do i want to be more powerful and, and speak my truth yeah okay i'll do that right so instead of how to fix it let's turn it into there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to fix. And where do you want to go next?
1: I love that question. Such a, That's a good framing of it. Because there is nothing wrong with you. I think empaths often think there's something wrong with them. Um, I mean, that's very common to feel like something is wrong with you. So having that support, that validation, and um, feeling loved in that moment of being imperfect. Is uh, truly a gift. We'll call that the gift. <laughs>
0: That's a gift. It's it's loving loving the part of you that is shutting down. It's not all of you. It's a part of you. It's a younger part of you. It's the mm-hmm. inner child mm-hmm. um, that is shutting down to protect you, and probably people around us too. You know, or your husband maybe is making you feel that there is something wrong with you. But go within uh and, and see that there is nothing wrong with you even if fathers tell you there's something wrong with you. There isn't. It's just a matter of loving that part of you that all it knows is to shut down and then redirect it. And we'll talk more about inner you know, child, we'll talk more about all those things so
1: love it. Love it.
0: Wow, was this episode good or what? I really hope you have enjoyed it and I hope that it gave you what you were looking for. I really enjoy having these conversations and sharing them with you, so I hope you do too. All the links mentioned inside the episode, you can find them in the show notes, so go and check those out. And also, please subscribe to the whole Wellness Method show if you haven't done so already. That way you can get notifications for all new episodes and some bonus episodes that I will be adding down the line. I can't wait to see you next time.